0: Well, it's good, it's good to see you today. God bless all of you. Our ladies are away at the retreat this weekend, which means um, that our ladies are away. A lot of them are away. Some of you are, are here. And uh, thank you so much for the, our ladies that are here. Um, can you imagine what this place would be like with just men here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, it's good to see all of you today, and uh, this is the day that you can always, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this again, but, um, you know, you know it's, it's the day when, when our, our poor little kids come to, to church on a Sunday morning for Sunday school, and uh, Dad has got them ready, and um, they just don't have Mom's touch, <laughs> and uh, hair is sticking out, and... Uh, uh, but dads, we we try, we try, we we do our best, we do our best. Well, today I want to talk with you, and I'm um, gonna. The announcements will come at the end of the service today, um, as we're moving along here. But um, how many of you uh, got to see the shuttle this 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 week? How many how many got, how many got to see it personally? Did oh wow, Cedric, oh good. It, what, you know, was it as as impressive i i am looking at it on the news and like everybody's going oh wow i'm i'm just proud to be an american what a move was i mean was it that moving i mean was it i mean people are just oh wow wow okay okay yeah it's something that um you know i was just looking at it and today as we're talking about continue on this 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 emphasis of plugging in of finding your place in the, in the body of Christ and finding your, your, your ministry and, uh, and plugging in and doing what God created you to do. I want to uh, in, encourage you to think a little bit about this issue of the space shuttle. Now, I know my analogy is going to break down. All analogies break down after a while. I understand that. But, um, you know, when you look at the space shuttle and, you know, people were talking about it, you know, that... You know, numbers and numbers and numbers of years ago somebody had the concept in, in their mind to, to do this it wasn't like the astronauts, the ones that were fortunate enough, uh, how many of you are like, I would have, I'd love to have gone up in this anybody else, uh, you'd love, yeah there's a, there's a couple of us, you know, insane people, uh, but uh, uh, that would have just been the, just the, the all time great uh, uh, to, to, have, to have done something like that but um, but, you know, it wasn't the astronauts that built it. You know, they, they, didn't, they didn't build it. Uh, as a matter of fact, it, for most of them, they probably weren't even born when the first when the concept first hit the charts. It you was know, somebody that had a dream. There was somebody that, uh, that was able to, to, to... And probably, I don't know this for a fact, but probably, you know, there's a good chance that even the one that... Um, that had the idea didn't have the technology to do it the technology develops over time and somebody had to add to it and add to it and add to it and someplace along the line there was some important people that played important parts that just uh, if they hadn't have done it we we through sad 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 understanding we understand the importance of a little washer a little o-ring functioning properly on 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 one of our one of our space uh, encounters but, but, you know, it's something that there was a big picture, and people saw the big picture. There were many pieces to the puzzle that made the puzzle come together, that made sense. But there had to be everybody playing their part. Everybody had to be a part of it to do something. A while back lady that goes to our church um, came in, and she had a piece of styrofoam it was you know sty- looked like just regular styrofoam and, and it was black on one side and just looked like just regular styrofoam on you know the rest of it really it wasn't but it looked like it and she handed it to me and said look at this and I go cool styrofoam <laughs> wow uh you know like okay okay and she said um, this is a part of the heat shield from from uh, endeavor she says my my dad made this my dad made this. And you know, it's something that everybody plays an important part. We know how important. Now, that it, that was a part that was left over. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it was a piece that was left over from the space he didn't, he didn't pull it off of the space, off this, you know. But, because um, if he would have, we know what would have happened, don't we? Because every part was there playing its part. Everything was there, you know, in, in a full symphony, doing what it's supposed to be doing, and, and, and making the whole thing work. And I, I want to talk to you today about being a part of the puzzle, a, a complete part of, of the puzzle. Now, uh, how many of you uh, like putting puzzles together? How many like putting? You're sick. <laughs> <laughs> Puzzles are irritating. Um, no, I, I mean, um, you know, I, I I admire people who can sit still that long. I, I really do. If you can sit still that long, I admire you. I can't sit still. I I can't. I used to when I was a kid. My, my sister and I had this puzzle that we'd put together quite often. Um, you know, tear it apart and put together, tear it apart and put put together, and uh, uh, we we knew you know, where the pieces. out. what's the first thing you do when you're putting a puzzle together? What is the first thing that you look for? Corners. corners, corners. corners. Look for those corners, you know, and as you're doing it, you know. And then, then you look for the borders. Look for the, the, the borders. You know, and the Bible tells us very clearly that, that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. He's the one that it all, it's all built off of. All built off of Him. And the apostles are referred to as, as, as cornerstones of the faith. And they are the borders, the, the, the apostolic teaching, the teaching of the Word of God, this this book, it is that thing that gives us the borders, that all the other pieces, they, they go inside uh, of that. And once you, once you get those borders established, once you get those corners in and you get that border established, you know, you're, it's, it's time to go out because you've kind of got a general idea. And we have a, a picture on the front of the box what it's supposed to look like. We have a picture. It's supposed to look like this. And so you're going to start, okay, well, there's no dark corners down, no dark pieces down in this corner, so we'll kind of put them up, set them up here and try and put the pieces together as time goes along. And as you're looking and your, your memories, are calling certain shapes and sizes. Now, have, is anyone here that has done the puzzle of puzzles, the big one, the totally white puzzle, no picture? Anybody done that? I'm proud of you. <laughs> i you know I, i've seen that puzzle you know and i haven't you know there's just no way i mean i would you know I'd lose my salvation over that one you know uh, but um just putting the puzzle together is like what a challenge but no matter what it looks like it, it all still boils down to to one one major thing that the borders and the corners are there whether it has color on it or not the, the foundations of it are still there and god has given us this this picture of the puzzle of, of of the kingdom of God, of the church of Jesus Christ. We have a picture of the puzzle. And and today we're gonna look at it, it's in, it's in it's gonna, we'll start in Romans. It's gonna be in Romans in chapter 12. Now I want you to know ahead of time that what I'm gonna be doing with you today, there's gonna be part of the scripture that's gonna be on the screen. But the latter part of the sermon, it's not going to be on the screen. I want you to bring your Bibles. I want you to get used to make sure that you know, well, it's, it's going to be on the screen. We're not going to need our Bible. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Um, so today we're going to be doing. We're going to be bouncing around a little, a little thing that I love to do in, in studying the Bible. But we're going to be looking at. But look in Romans in chapter 12, in verses, um, verses. Uh, we're we'll starting in verse three, but. You know, if you've been around the church for any time at all, I try and spend a lot of time on verses 1 and 2 because it's so important that that Paul is saying, I urge you in in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual service of worship. This is a spiritual thing to do. As you offer your bodies to to advance the kingdom of God, to use your physical body to to, to glorify Him, it's, it's worship. That rejection of, of sin, that rejection of thing that's going to tear you down, is is it, that is worship. No, I'm not going to. Do, it may not feel like worship. It May not feel like you're sitting in the, in, the, in the auditorium on Sunday mornings, raising your hands and saying, "Bless the Lord, O my soul." Um, but but it is as much of a worship. It's going to go on to say, not to conform to the the, the patterns of the world, but let your minds let your minds think in a different fashion. And then we're going to know what God wants us to do. And I want to talk about what God wants you to do. There are some things that are very, very clear in the Bible about what God wants you to do. And as we are closing off the message today, I I hope that there will be a a part of the puzzle that that you see that you understand about yourself. Now, he's going to say in verse 3, he's going to give us this picture. He's going to start painting a picture of what the puzzle looks like. And he's going to talk about the pieces in the puzzle also. Now, he's going to use the analogy of the body and members of the body. But this analogy, will, if you'll allow me to, uh, to put a little application, I'm not, changing the, I'm not changing the Word of God any here. If you'll allow me to make a little bit of a different application to it. But he says, For by God's grace given to me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith. Now, before we keep going, um, I, I want you to, to grasp hold of something the Bible says. Don't think of yourself more highly. Watch out for this pride issue. But understood in all of this with sober judgment, sober thinking, you've also, you also must not think of yourself less either. Well, what I do in the body of Christ, is it's just not that important. I'm just a I'm just a, uh, I'm just, I didn't, water doesn't really matter that much. And, and the word of God is saying, cut it out. Cut that thinking out. Get rid of that thinking. Be sober. Understand. Understand. Wait a minute. No, I am valuable to the body of Christ. I'm, I'm important to the body of Christ. And that's something I want you to walk out of here today understanding about yourself that your area of understanding your area of your gift and functioning in the church is important to to the body of Christ. Now, maybe you come in this morning and you're not a believer and you're checking out the claims of Christ. And I want you to look at this and while this may not be a message so much on on how do I accept Christ and what, what do I do, I want you to look at a bigger picture down the road. And I want you to see those places that God has, has got a plan for your life. And the only issue is that, you, that there's a God that loves you. And He wants you to be involved in, in moving ahead boldly into His picture for your life. And find that part of the puzzle that you belong in. God has a place of significance for everybody on the face of the earth. The reason that we have so much problems in our earth is because people haven't found that significance that God has in mind for them. But now he's going to go on. and He's going to say, you know, in in accordance. Now, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not uh, all have the same function. Not every piece of the puzzle has the left corner of the rowboat on it. You know, the, the puzzle that my sister and I put together, it was a, it was a picture of a, of a little pond and a uh, little windmill behind it and the rowboat, you know. Uh, we knew what it looked like. You know, we, we we'd put it together a million times. You know? uh, but uh, it's important to, to grasp that it's going to be different. You're going to have a different ministry than, than, than other people. But they're all going to fit together to complete a picture. So in Christ, we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him do it generously if it is leadership let him govern diligently if it is showing mercy let him do it cheerfully and these are pieces of the puzzle these are some of the gifts of the spirit that God has given to the church and they are pieces of the puzzle to make the church work and function properly it is something that each one of us we we fall into different areas now The reason that Paul wrote this letter, this letter of Romans, he had never been to Rome and he was planning on going there. And he is sending ahead this letter, number one, to establish his doctrine, his theology, so that they will know who he is. They had heard about him. They knew of him. As a matter of fact, uh, many of the people that lived in Rome were friends of Paul's. And you're going to see that in a couple of minutes as we're looking at the Word of God they were friends of Paul and they and it's sort of like if they if Paul knows them and they know him they know who he is and they can vouch for his authenticity they can vouch for his his theology they're going to be able to 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 do a good job of explaining that he's safe to come and to, to speak in our church now Paul was an apostle he did not start the church in Rome but one of but somebody else did But as Paul is one of the the writers of the faith and moving ahead of the church of Jesus Christ, he had an authority to speak into the church, a God-given authority as an apostle to speak into the church and give it guidance and give it direction. Paul didn't think more highly of himself than he should, but I'm going to tell you something. He didn't think less of himself either. He was not afraid to say, whoa, you've crossed the line, cut it out. Back off. Don't challenge my, my apostleship. I'm a worm. I'm the least of the apostles, but don't you say that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't underestimate who I am. And so Paul is saying, by the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you, don't think more highly of yourself and don't think less of yourself. Understand who you are and what God has called you to do. And he's gonna talk about the importance of applying diligence and understanding. Well, if it happens, it happens. And the importance of applying the diligence of using your gifting, using your gifting to, to advance the kingdom of God. Because every piece of the puzzle, puzzle matters. Have you ever been working on a puzzle and you're putting it together and you're looking for that one piece and it's nothing and you, finally the box is empty and you look around and there's a piece missing. There's a piece missing. You know, you still know what the puzzle looks like. You know what the picture is. You, you you get it. But what you also get is there's a glaring hole in the puzzle. There's something that's supposed to be there and because it's not there. It's just not complete. And sometimes in the body of Christ, we, it suffers because some, a, a gifted person is not using their gifts to, to, to glorify God in the right way. Oh, I'm just, my, my ministry is not that important. It's just not that vital. It's not, it's not really important, so I, I'll, just, I'll just keep out of the way. I just won't, I won't do it. It's too much work to make it happen. Maybe you've done something that, well, you've all done it, well, maybe not. No, maybe we've all done it. We've all done it. You have tried to force a piece where it didn't belong. <laughs> yeah. You tried to force it, and you know what? And maybe you could even get it in there. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, the edges are frayed and sticking up. I was gonna. I didn't do this, and I, I, I'm sorry I didn't do it. But the little protrusion. You know what? the little protrusions are called on that? Be a good, a good thing for. Uh, Trivial Pursuit or something. The little protrusions and then the little indentations. I don't know what they're called. I, I, I was going to look it up. I was going to Google it. Everybody's going to go home and Google it now, right? Okay. What are the protrusions? But, um, but you know, we've done that. You know, we've taken the thing and we, we've shoved it in, and the edges are frayed and sticking up, and it looks like it belongs. It's close, but it's not close enough. Maybe you've had that, you know, it's like it's that piece that the dog got a hold of or your little niece or nephew got a hold of and shoot on it. And you know it belongs there, so you get the scissors (laughs) and you trim it and you make it fit. And it, it, it fits. It fits until you get to the place where it's supposed to be and something is glaringly wrong. Now... What I want to, to encourage you in today is that place of the puzzle that that every every piece matters and every piece is vitally important. When one piece is missing, the puzzle is just simply not complete. And and honestly, that you know, aside from and and, and I I'm scripturally sound in saying this. Aside from the cornerstone and, and the borders, there is no piece that is more important. Because every every place that has its value, every piece, every piece is just as valuable as the next, we depend on the, the, the boundaries. We must have these boundaries. If we do not have the Word of God that establishes the boundaries in our life, then we're not going to have the form and we're not going to be able to, to to complete the way that we need to have it going. and I want to to encourage you of finding that place you know, and you know something that's really important about our church. you know the question is you know a couple weeks ago when we had our our ministry fair out in the parking lot here and it was something i heard numbers of people say i didn't know that our church had so many ministries wow you know a church this size with that that many ministries it's because people in the church see the bigger picture you see the bigger picture. You understand the importance of, of, of finding your place and fitting in and making it happen. Now, one of the things that's important to understand is that, that many you, you, sometimes many of you play more than one piece of the puzzle. You're, you're more than one piece of the puzzle. We have people who will do set up on a Sunday morning and then go teach Sunday school. So there's more places of service than one. They, maybe, they will teach Sunday school on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights serve in a different function, maybe, maybe preparing food for our Wednesday night um, ministries we have going on Wednesday nights. And so to say that you just have one piece, that's all you do, there are, there are, there are multiple giftings of the Holy Spirit. And what I do know is that every one of you, you have at least one gift and many, many of you will have multiple gifts. Sometimes the gifts, will be, they will complement each other. They will mesh together. They will fit together. But, but why is our church so so effective in so many ministries? It's because of understanding the big picture and investing in it. And sometimes maybe people who, who have one area of ministry and a piece of the puzzle is missing, and they will step in and they will fill in that, that piece of the puzzle. Uh, people who say, well, you know, somebody's got to stick around after the service and put everything away. And it may be, it may be somebody who has been serving already all day long and, and, and by all rights, you know, should be down at, uh, at Legends eating French fries. But while many of us are down at Legends clogging our arteries with you know, with the, with with the uh, deep fried zucchini, you know uh, you know, I know why they do z- deep fried zucchinis to cover the taste of zucchini. <laughs> I know some of your zucchini lovers, but uh if God would have meant for us to eat zucchini would that taste like pork <laughs> uh, okay I, okay now now I have offended all our vegetarians uh, <laughs> but anyway um. Understanding that that there's a place in, in filling in and people who say, "I you well, know I the job has got to be done, so I'm going to step in and I'm going to I'm going to fill the job. I'm going to do it," you know, of understanding that there's a value to what I'm doing, and whenever I'm whenever I'm I'm see something needs to be done I'm going to step in and I'm going I'm to do it there was something that, that many of you said uh, after our ministry fair is okay I'm ready to, to plug in um, I'm fairly new to the church or, or I've never really plugged in and so I'm ready to go where do you want me to go there's so many places that I have multiple talents I can fit into numbers of places in, inside of this and I'm not sure um, tell me where you need me Now inside of of church speak, there's a little little, uh, verbiage and it's that um, you should never use the word need. Use the word opportunity. Here's an opportunity for you to do something. But I want you to know that Jesus wasn't afraid to use the word need. Tell them the master has need of the donkey. The master has need of the donkey. And I want you to know something. Your church has need of you. Amen. Your unique shape that God has made you, your church has need of you. It needs you to, to do things that some in some cases just simply aren't getting done. It needs you to be healthy, to pay attention to your giftings and to your callings, to understand what they are and to, to do diligence. The Word of God and other, other passages talks about applying diligence to, to what you're doing. Now, there, there was a, an understanding, a teaching, a thought that came out in in Christianity, in modern Christianity a few years back and it's kind of swept across many places and it was the understanding of of, of a simple word of uh, using an acrostic to explain uh, some things about ourselves and it's the word shape that God has shaped you to do something and do something very important that there's an important thing, and as, as we go through our classes of, of coming into the church, of first of all, of of defining who the church is and what we believe, and the history of the church and how we got going, and, and you know, we this is our first class. Our second class is is how to grow spiritually, of uh, the things that we need to do, the the, S, the 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 parts of life that we need to bring into our life of studying the word of God, of of, of prayer, the power of prayer the importance of, of being a giver and of being a tither to the church and all these things that, that they, 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 they come together. Um, and then the last part of our series of classes has to do with finding your ministry, finding the call that God has placed on your life of knowing that you are a very important part of the puzzle and that it's up to you to, to be that part of the puzzle and this is the place to where the, all analogies break down. This is the place where it breaks down. But sometimes puzzles, puzzle pieces in, in this analogy, you have to find your place. You have to walk across the table and find the place that you fit. Now, that's where the analogy breaks down because we have a master person that is putting the pieces and moving them around. But this is a place to where I can encourage you. I can say, I believe that God would use you here. I believe this is a good place for you. But ultimately, it comes down to the fact that you have to decide, I'm going to fit into that place, and I'm going to meet the need there, and I'm going to do it. And so look at this acrostic shape. It starts off with the S. Number one S is that, is that there are spiritual gifts that God gives every one of us. God gives every believer at least one spiritual gift. And again, most, most times there are multiple gifts. And they, as I said earlier, they will blend together. They will fit together. They will, they will, they will come together. Sometimes they, are, they may be even... Contra, they almost look contradictory in, in areas of giftings. But, uh, but at the same time, these spiritual gifts come only from God, from, from the Holy Spirit... They are not abilities, they are supernatural gifts, spiritual gift functions that are given to, as we looked at last week, in to bless the church. The purpose of spiritual gifts is to bless the church, to cause the church to be edified, to be built up. Now, there are certain abilities that may look like gifts. Sometimes a person who is a good teacher, they can just be naturally a good teacher. But there's also that supernatural spiritual gift of teaching. And sometimes the person that has the spiritual gift of teaching will also be a naturally good teacher. But there's a supernatural quality of a real person that has the spiritual gift of teaching. There's insights and understandings that that come. Because a spiritual a person who has a spiritual gift of teaching is also going to be a person that's a student that's always going to be learning. When we get to the place where we say, Oh, I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need to learn anymore. I've got it all down. I am, I'm a great teacher, and that's all that there is to it. I've got it down, and, and then we are in, in big, big danger. I am going to tell you something, not out of a... I'll just, I'll just, you, know, just you know, but as many years and as, as many sermons that I have preached in my life I still always try and take classes on preaching I'm always looking for places to to go and to take classes and you know sometimes honestly it's a little humiliating to go into a class when there's a a person there that could be my grandchild just teaching me how to preach but I value understanding I value learning and I value my, 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 my call as a pastor as a preacher I call it, it I value it so much so that I, I'll do everything I can possibly do to, to perfect that spiritual gift and to allow the Holy Spirit to always be polishing it. To always, need, God, I need a new infilling of your Holy Spirit to empower me to function in my areas of gifting. The second part I'm going to look at today is the heart. You know, the H for heart. And it, it's, these are the things that we're passionate about. You know, what, what, what floats your boat? What's that thing that you're passionate you, you love doing it. You just simply love doing it. And, and in, in, you're not really fulfilled in life unless you're doing it. I'm going to pick on Patrick today because he was our, you know, his worship team was on today. But Patrick has a passion for music. But he also has a passion for worship. And that, that's obvious. We, 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 one thing we know is that Patrick is going to worship the Lord. You can go with him if you want to. Or you can sit back and sing songs if you want to. But Patrick is going to worship the Lord. There's a passion. There's something inside of him. And he's not up here as a performer. He's up here as a person that is saying, my heart is for God. and I'm, I'm going I'm to express my love for him. You want to come with me? Come with me. But there's a skill and there was a passion that, from him that, that years and years and years ago... Someplace along the line, he saw Dad playing the guitar. He understood that that Dad, that Larry, was a was a worship leader. But he saw Dad playing the guitar. I can pick this. Up. I can make make noise out of this thing too. And they didn't stop there. He said, "But I want to make skillful noise out of this thing. I, I want to I want to use this instrument as as a part of, of, of an extension of my ability to, to worship and to praise God." And it was a passion that he that he that he invested his time and his energy and his money into this passion to 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 flesh it out. And sometimes many people they they forget that 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 they have to invest their heart in, in, in their ministry. Oh, I'll just do it if I have time when I get time, and I'll I'll throw it in. But instead, there's, there's this thing that you just have to do it. You want to do it. You get to do it. It's an honor to, to get to invest time to, to, to learn to play skillfully. And as we see, all of, all, of our, all of our people in the worship band this morning, and any of our worship bands, in all of them, there is something that is there. It's not, well, I get to get up in the front and, and gig, but it's, I, get to get up in the, I get to lead people into the presence of God playing the piano, it happens because of paying attention, of learning I took piano lessons when I was a kid it didn't do any good it was horrible my mom and dad wasted their money Uh, my poor mom and dad God will honor them someday for their faithfulness of trying to to make me skillful it just didn't uh, but we look at at all of, of of our musicians here in the church, not just, but, but look at our, our our teachers. You look at look at, at the ones that have a passion to do what God has called them to do. We look at in in a few months, uh, we're going to be doing the living nativity. We have people that are passionate about using their ability to to set up the 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 the, the, the parts, the scenes for living nativity. It's hard work. It requires discipline in their lives to to get up every morning and to come and to spend time in the parking lot, when, when it may be cold or may be raining, but but to do something because they know that ultimately, as a part of the space shuttle, it is going to set a setting where. where thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to walk through and they're going to see each each person, the individual inside of the church using their talents, their gifts, and their abilities to bring glory to God. They're going to to be a part of a puzzle that is going to, to come to the place to where Jesus Christ is God in flesh. And they see themselves as part of it. See, all of these things, they all fit together. Whatever your area of ministry may be, it may be in recovery, a part of the, the ministry inside of the church that takes people that have been been shoved down. It may be men's ministries to, to, to encourage men to develop in, in, in their places. It may be women's ministries. It may be in teaching Sunday school, of finding that place in that place of passion. You know, many of you dropped your, your, your kids off upstairs and you, you dropped them off and Adolfo met, met you there as you're dropping your kids off. And there's a person, a person who has a, has a passion about teaching young kids about children. He's here on Sunday mornings teaching kids that Jesus Christ loves them. During the week, he's a department head of mathematics at the Claremont Colleges. But his passion is I want kids to know about Jesus and I'm going to invest myself to making it happen and how does a department head move into that place because he's found his passion have you found your passion? if I ask you to take out your bulletin and and, and I'm not going to do it exactly this way but if I ask you to take out your bulletin and on the back to write down, what is your passion? What would you write down? What would you write down? If I said, write, just write down your scratch out prayer request, or, or maybe you've already got it filled out. Or maybe, scratch out, or pray, well, it was a great week. I got a lot of praise reports. But some places around here, you, you, you found a place and you wrote down, these are my passions. And I asked you to drop it in the offering bag. What would you write down? What are your passions? Do you know your passions? Well, some of my passions aren't godly maybe they haven't been sanctified yet maybe there's a, co- a close cousin of your passion that is going to to, to pull it in and make it, make, and, and begin to, to bring it into to those things that are, that are great and godly what, what are your passions what do, you, what do you like to do what's the thing that, where your heart is abilities again as I said earlier that just because you, you, you want to do something unless you put your passion behind it and there has to be an ability the reason that, that I am not up here well there's a number of reasons one of the main reasons I'm not up here leading the worship band is because I don't have the abilities it would be horrible you would all say you've got to be kidding you've got to be kidding that, that, no, no Larry um, let's, let's, let's have a talk you don't have the abilities to, to, to play an instrument your mom and dad wasted their money. Uh, <laughs> now, they they may not be connected with your with your spiritual gifts, um, but they they are something that these abilities, you know, sort of like well, you know, I have the gift of helps, so the gift of of serving and service. Um, and, and, and I want to use that in a way I can also have the ability to drive a car. And I can do that to go pick up somebody. I can, I can use those gifts to, to do that. I can, you know, my, my spiritual gift is service, and I can use my spiritual gift of service to, to drive nails. I can use my, my, I have a gift of service. I can use my, my hands to, to fold up tables after the service today. I, I can do that. P is for personality and our giftedness fits into the picture of who we are our personalities you know obviously if you are a real introvert and you don't like speaking in front of people probably teaching is not your gift you may be able to be a great writer uh, but, but probably teaching would not be your gift and so your personality the way, what, you, what, what is that place of who you are when, you, when you're by yourself my personality, oh yeah that's me and then the last part of it is E is experience of these experiences, things that you have learned and, and you have done and that, things that you've been through now obviously if you have the gift of encouraging uh, you're going to have to, to understand what life is all about I just have, not just have read a couple of self-help books, but using your experiences in life to, to encourage people and, and to speak to them. See, every piece of the puzzle impacts the other piece. And each member, each part of that puzzle belongs to everybody else. What would happen on Sunday morning if all the Sunday school teachers decided to not show up? There would be no classes. You know, what would happen if if none of the worship team showed up you'd be stuck letting me lead you wouldn't want that uh, what would happen if, if, um, if Aaron uh, decided uh, not to, to lead not to be a part of and didn't want to do the set up for the living nativity what would happen if, if, if Aaron decided he didn't want to lead the men's ministries what would happen inside of, of, of our church what would happen if, if people decided I just don't want to be a tither anymore I don't want to give anymore you know, not only would the, the church um, not uh, be able to function properly, the church couldn't function at all. See, when people are, are not involved, it impacts. it impacts other people. When you are not involved in that area of gifting that God has gifted you, and that God has created you and God has shaped you, then other people are harmed. They don't do quite as well. You know, again may be filled in but not with the style that god wants it done and when you serve in the church you bless others when you when you think of yourself as paul is saying in in chapter 12 verse 3 when you don't think of yourself highly but you think of yourself soberly god has called me the word of god says that when he gave the holy spirit He came in to give gifts to the people that they can build up and they can encourage the church. And because God has gifted me, there's something that only I can do. And I've got to step up and, and be a part of what God has called me to do. When you serve in your church, you bless others. If you're not a believer and you've not stepped across that line of faith yet, I want you to see yourself as a potential part of a puzzle that is so great of how God can use you. Not so life is centered around selfishness around your life, but where life is a part of an incredibly big picture. And when God calls us, He says, I want you to be involved in advancing the kingdom of God. I'm going to give you the gifts, the talents, the abilities to, to make it happen. Now, I want to do something today, and this is a part of the way that I study the Bible. Um, I mean, I, I I love doing this. It's it's. Um, it, it, it's, it's a little thing called, called a katina and it's linking together certain thoughts and putting them together throughout the whole Bible and how, they, how the Bible just meshes together on some incredible things but take your Bibles and turn to, to Romans the book of Romans in chapter 15 and I, I realize that time wise I'm, I'm, I'm over but I want to I talk with you about this very quickly Paul is he's talking about why he's writing this letter and he says first of all he's saying to them that in in chapter 15 in verse 23 he says but now i know there's no place for me to work in these regions he has established the fact that he has uh, gone into these geographic areas where he is and he has um, established churches now, Paul's not saying there's no longer any, any people here need to hear the gospel. What he's saying is, I have done my work as an apostle in starting the churches, in starting the foundations. A couple weeks ago, as Joshua was talking about this, he, last week he talked about the, the fact that, um, that of what an apostle does, an apostle is sort of like an entrepreneur. They go out and they start things. And the apostle Paul... He didn't think of himself more highly than he should or less than he should. He says, I know I'm an apostle. I am here on the face of the earth to start churches, to go into regions where there's nothing, and in my entrepreneurial spirit to start something and to make it happen. And so here's here's what I am. Here's what I'm doing. He says, there's no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I have been longing for many years to see you, I planned it on my way to Spain. I hope to visit you while passing through um, now there is no place in the bible that paul says that paul made it to spain there's some church history that says that he did we don't know for sure it doesn't make any difference one way or the other but god was using his passion to to direct him to do something and paul's saying you know i've been i've been down to macedonia and acacia i've taken an offering for for these people in uh in uh in jerusalem they're right now there's a there's a big big financial downturn there they're hungry they're starving to death literally and uh, I'm take I've taken an offering in Acacia Macedonia to to give them money now I want you to know something if the Apostle Paul came to this church and took an offering he would offend most of you he would he would he would use everything to get you to give when you look at the Bible he used guilt I think that's Jesus calling or Apostle Paul. <laughs> we'll wait till the phone's turned off. But um, he, he, he would use everything. He, 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 one place he's saying, he's talking to one church and he says, you know, these people down here, they give a lot of money, but you know what? I know you're gonna give more, aren't you? <laughs> you're gonna do more than they did, aren't, aren't you? And, and he he would use those things because he believed he had a passion about his calling, and he understood that if people who have this gift of giving, if he can free them up into it, and he can bless them into an incredible part of what he's. But, but what he's saying is, I, I've taken this offering, and and I'm going to go. I'm going to take it to to Jerusalem, and I'm going to give it to the people in Jerusalem. And then I'm going to come your way. And he's writing this letter to let them know on his way that there's some things that he expects. He expects to be received. And he's going to say, there are some pieces to this puzzle. But I want you to know these these pieces are, they're very good friends of mine. They're very good friends. And I want you to know that I'm coming with, with their blessing. And a lot of them I've led to the Lord. And they're going to the church in Rome now. And in chapter 16, he says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in, in Centuria. I have asked you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help that she may need from you. For she has been a great help to many people, including me. Now, this is something you're going to look, you're going to see throughout this little little catena, this little thought passage today. Something very important. Sometimes people go, well, you know, there's some negative things in in the Bible about women being in ministry. You need to read the whole council of the Bible, okay? Read the whole council. Paul, this was a if you want to talk about a cultural fupa, if that you want, to, you know, you don't start saying, you know, in that culture. And Paul was not too worried about a culture, you know, not at all. And you, you know, he says, um, Sister Phoebe. Now, if he was going to do it according to someone who might be offended, he would start off, I'm going to thank all the men that did everything to make this happen. But instead, he starts off by saying, Sister Phoebe, whoa, he smokes. I couldn't have done it without the part of the puzzle that she is. The next verse, he starts off in verse three, Priscilla and Aquila. Whoa, Priscilla and Aquila. No, no, no. Culturally, you put the man first. See, there's something that you have to understand that only in Christianity do women find a place where God intends for them to be as joint heirs with Christ. The promise in Joel was in the latter days, I will pour out my spirit on your sons and your daughters, and they're going to prophesy, and they're going to dream, you know, and they're going to have visions. They're going to they're move ahead. They, they're going to they're see them, and it's going to be on not just on the, the boys, but, but I've got a plan for joint heirs in Christ. And Paul is doing something here. He's establishing the fact the church of Jesus Christ is going to look different. It's going to look different. It's not going to be led by one or the other, but it is, it is going to be led by, by, by who, who God is calling. Next Sunday morning, Mako's going to be speaking. Not because I have a desire to be culturally relevant. I could care less, very honestly. I'm not doing it because, because of women. I'm doing it because of giftedness because of people that God has gifted with certain gifts. You know, and as Josh was talking a couple of weeks ago on Sunday morning that, that you know, you know in, in, in Buddhism, if you're a woman, your next desire of reincarnation is to be a man. Yeah, that's really making it. You know, because because it's second class. No, no, no. We live in this liberal culture society that that, that tries to take and, 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 and say, well, we won't accept everything, but if they really, really were honest and really, really truthful... And, you know, as Josh is talking about the Buddhist monk, that was living at his house for or staying at his house for a while, talking to him about the well. You know, after you, after you are reincarnated from the bug into the into the animals, and to the and then finally you get to be in re- as a woman, and then finally your ultimate goal is to be a man, and then then you will reach the end of the of the journey. Um, and God is saying, no, no, no. You know, I'm male and female, I created them both in my image. It's not one is in, in a manner to him and we live in this culture oh, we just want to, oh, it's just such a wonderful thing. No, it's not. It's degrading to women. Ladies, you're re- what you are for eternity, and another one of the most embraced religions coming around, is you are just simply a part of a harem. You're a reward for a man that did something. And you're just part of a harem for eternity, for his pleasures. But the word of God says, ladies, ha, ha, ha. Ladies, joint heirs no longer male nor female but those who have a passion to love Jesus Christ and he raises into the fullness we talk about we see that that Priscilla and Aquila were workers in the kingdom of God Then we're going to see down in verse 6 greet Mary who worked very hard for you we're going to see in, in verse 12 Uh, Greet uh, Trophenia and Trophosis, these women who worked hard in the Lord. And greet my dearest friend, and another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. There's just something that is there. We need to realize that God calls His body Yes, in the rest of these passages here, he's talking about, you know, greet Amphilius, who I I love in the Lord, Urbanus, the fellow worker in Christ Jesus. Meet Apollos, who tested and approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the household of our Artemis. And these people, they're all names in the Bible. They're all parts and pieces of the puzzle. And God wants you to know that you're a part of the puzzle as much as any of these other people who are part of the foundation of the church. You're part of a foundation of God's dream and God's vision for, for a church, his church in this area to be strongly established, holding high the name of Jesus Christ in an uncompromised working inside of the border. And not looking outside of the border to say, this is where it goes. And my heart for you this morning is that you will find that place. My passion as your pastor is as you find that place that you can be passionate about it. You can invest your time and your energy and your money to being that part of the puzzle and saying, I belong to the body of Christ. And if I don't do what God's called me to do, I'm not going to be able to make it. The church depends on me. I'm going to ask the worship band to come to the front. And as they're coming, just a couple of other little, little thoughts on this katina that I, uh, I put together. And uh, just, you know, in First in, in Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12, he says, And now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard. And God expects his kingdom to work hard. His workers in the church, God wants hard work. That is so culturally offensive. <laughs> but I want you to know that when God says, I'm calling you into my kingdom because I want you to work hard. He says, urge your brothers to, uh, to warn those who are idle. Encourage the timid. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always tries to be kind. Inside the body of Christ, God is saying, I want you to be stretching, and I want you to be working, working hard, moving ahead. In 1 Timothy, <clears throat> excuse me, in 1 Timothy in chapter 6, and verse 20, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and oppose the opposing ideas that are falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and doing so have wandered from the faith. Before this, in Romans, Paul has talked about somebody that's there with him, a man named Demas. A little later on, he's going to say, in one of his letters, he's going to say, Demas got carried away with the things of the world. We have to pay attention. We cannot wander off. We have to pay very close attention in staying inside of those borders that God has called us to live in. And then the next thing I want to just kind of send you off with is in Titus. And Paul says, talks about the importance of doing what is good, you know, of of making sure that we are paying attention to doing what is good. Um, In verse 8 of chapter 3, this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everybody. God has called us, God has called us to function together as a body, to move together as a body, to have a dream, to have a vision, and understand the dream and the vision of the church. And, and again, our dream, our vision as a church is to be light in a dark place, that we are here to unashamedly proclaim the deity and the virgin birth of Jesus Christ to unashamedly and uncompromisingly say that there is only one name under heaven given by man may be saved, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that anyone, anyone who will, can come. God didn't narrow it down. It's open to everybody. And God has called us to proclaim that message, to proclaim it boldly. Do you know your place and functioning in the body? So this morning, as we were getting ready to take the offering, what I would ask you to do is, I would ask you to take this this thing out, you know. And sometimes, you know, you know, what does the church need? What does the church need? We we need people that can serve, that can help in in setup. We need people who can who can help in 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 the, the tearing down. I hate to use the word tearing down, you know, in regards to the church, but but to 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 put stuff away after Sunday morning services. We need people that can teach Sunday school. We need people that that can have a passion for for seeing little kids. Somebody needs to do something. Maybe it's you. We need people that can step up to the plate and to say, "I want to open my home for a home group. I want to teach a home group. I want I want to, to be involved in feeding the homeless. I want to I want to go to the food bank on Sundays or Saturdays, and I want to hand out food. I want to be involved in it. And and, and so what I'm saying is. There, there are so many areas of, of that, that we need you yes it's an opportunity but your church needs you maybe, it's, maybe, it's you, maybe you, 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 your passion is, is food we church needs you to help with, with the serving and, 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 and be involved with the dinners on, on Wednesday nights Maybe you like preparing food and doing it so, for people who are maybe just getting out of the hospital or where they just need a little bit of extra service, a little extra love. Uh, mark this, you know, write this down on, on, on this thing I mentioned earlier. Write it in there. This is where my passion is this. I believe that God wants to use me here. We will, you know, in a couple weeks, we have the, we, we've got our our um, uh, the fall into fun coming up. Your church needs you to to help set up the displays. We're invite we invite the whole community to come, and and to to have a, a positive uh, experience, of of, of of instead of the Halloween scary coming and having a positive experience. We need for you to donate candy. Uh, we we need your church needs you to help stick around after it's over with and clean it up and put it away. It doesn't just walk into to where it's supposed to be. It would be nice. in in September the 30th, uh, we have an incredible outreach to the high school campuses in this area. It requires money to do it. Well, you want me to give my blood? Yes, there's a blood drive on September the 30th. It's a way that you can serve uh, in in a way that that if it's something you like doing, you know, I know people like to give blood. Um, God bless you. Uh, um, But something prepare for that. We have the, the men's ministries. There's, there's a couple of possibilities coming up with our men's unity revival on May the 29th here at Saturday morning at 8 30. Uh, this coming Tuesday night, uh, we have a study in the book of Mark for men. Um, 7 o'clock meets here. Uh, John Gorton is the teacher, and, and Henry is the facilitator of it. You guys, men, it's an important time to come together and, and to understand it. It, it's the importance of the Word of God. Of, and, and coming and, and applying the word of God in your life um, our marriage ministry started off last Sunday last uh, Wednesday night um, did you guys enjoy it? yeah yeah it was great it was really really great you can still come it's not for bad marriages if you have a rough marriage you're welcome to come come on come on come on along and join us but it's, it's, it, the goal is to take good marriages healthy marriages make them healthier make them better and I want to encourage you to, to come. If you know somebody that's in a rough spot in their marriage, this will help them. You have a tool in your hands that you can speak to your people at work. I'll, you know, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. You know, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go together and we'll, we'll, we'll learn some stuff together. Let me, let me come with you. Let me bring you. You be my guest. Well, we'll come. Um, Alpha is, is going on Wednesday nights it's crowded around here on Wednesday nights I love it here on Wednesday nights this place is just buzzing with life because we've embraced the word of God another way that you can help next Sunday we'll, we'll have the uh, the kid care van here the truck will be here and um, as we opened up this, this thrift store to, to do what Paul did to feeding people that are hungry in Jerusalem we, we've opened up this food bank to, to, to meet the needs to, feed, to feed, keep the food bank open here at home as well as to take care of the the, the needs of uh, around the world we have orphans that depend on us every day we have these little five gallon water jars around here and you can drop a dollar in every week to to, to feed orphans but we have more orphans to feed than we have dollars and so you can bring your used clothes your used (coughs) household items you can bring uh, furniture that is not dirty Uh, you cannot bring your mattresses Uh, (laughs) Uh, or pillows um, but, but these things that we will sell in, in our thrift store because those sales they, they go to to do this thing to, to meet the needs to meet the social needs of people and, 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 and using it in a way to say Jesus Christ loves you well my dear friends I hope that today as I've I hope I've prodded you my, my goal as your pastor is not to make anybody feel bad or, oh I'm not doing enough But my my goal as your pastor is to say, oh, there's endless possibilities. Let your passion be healthy inside of you as you reach out and as you serve. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Father, and ask the ushers to come to the front. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness to us. And this morning, as we stretch out to, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in an uncompromising way, within the boundaries. I pray, God, that you would bless our church and bless our family. And, God, that we can be well-pleasing in your sight and you'd be happy with us. Now, as we return to you the tithes and the offerings, God, we give to you out of a grateful heart, out of a thankful heart. Father, I pray that we will be able to continue to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. We give you the glory for the name of Jesus. Amen.